Welcome to Tap In, Waterloo Region's newest community podcast brought to you by Social Venture Partners. I am your host, Rose Greensides, and over the next three months, we will take you on a journey where we will tap into real social issues facing real people in our region. Joining me will be other community leaders where together we promise to inspire you to be part of the solution. Today we are chatting with a younger demographic in the region and looking to learn more about how youth are playing a role in the philanthropic and social sectors. Joining us to help better understand this are two members of our SVP Teens leadership team. And for those of you who don't know about SVP Teens, we will make sure we have a link in our show notes. But this program brings together some of Waterloo Region's most passionate youth from grades 7 to 12. They identify issues in our community and ultimately work towards solving them. Throughout the year, these local leaders take on diverse volunteer opportunities, they connect with community leaders, and hold multiple fundraisers. At the end of the year, they create a grant-making process and they choose a charity that they invest in. It's the only program of its kind here, and SVP is happy to help build the future of philanthropy. Our guests today are Nathan Wong and Keo Lee, both part of this program. Welcome. Hello. Hi. Glad to have you both. And co-hosting with me today is Jill Mills. Jill is the SVP's Manager of Programs and oversees the teen program. Welcome, Jill. Thanks, Rose. Great to be here. Philanthropy and giving back is something that is not new to both of you, obviously. Is there a story about what drew you into giving back to your community? It may not be a specific story, but I've always been really interested in youth involvement within the community. Even though we are the future and our opinions are just as valuable as any other in the community, I think that youth voices are often not included in decisions that directly impact us. And knowing this is like a shared experience from all youth, like our opinions being ignored or disregarded just because we're young, I felt very indignant towards it because I felt that I had a right to contribute to my community like because we deserve to have a say in our future and would deserve to be a part of the conversation. So youth involvement was always something I deeply cared about. And for example, in SCB Teens, it really, really helped me to develop that passion. It connected me with the community of like-minded youth, and it allowed me to like have a chance to like be a part of the change making in the community and to put my desires into actions. And I realized that like volunteering really helped to build what was just a passion of mine into an action in the community. And that was kind of how I got into volunteering and philanthropy. And I realized it just made me feel really good. I love it. And you absolutely belong, Keo. So I'm glad you're part of this. Nathan, I'm going to pass it to you. You've been part of the teens for a while, but what spurred you to get involved in your community and, you know, make the world a better place? Well, it's kind of a funny story. So basically how I got involved with this specific program was Jocelyn Murphy did like kind of like a recruitment campaign at like my enrichment class. And she was also friends with my older sister. So initially I wasn't really interested in going, but my older sister kind of forced me to go. And upon going to the meeting, I was, I was a little intrigued. I've heard and like participated in like volunteering programs before, maybe not quite the same idea as SVP teens, but what kind of made it seem unique to me was like the whole concept of it being teen led. And to me, it felt like first of all, that I would be able to directly participate in philanthropy, which is 
really crazy for like a teen like me, because for example, when I do like donations at church, it's always been like my parents giving me money so that I can give it. So even when I do feel like passionate about like seeing all the problems in the world and wanting to solve them and wanting to do something about it, it's never something that I can do. It's always like giving someone else's money. And so that's part of what kind of drew me and continues to motivate me to be a part of SVB Teens is being able to directly impact another person's life and make the world a better place. So how important is it that it's youth-led? Like, I know that there are programs out there perhaps that are adult-led, and that is one of the things that I think teens look for is having you lead it. They're your ideas, they're your thoughts, and you get to implement that. How important is that to you guys? I think like going back to what Keo said earlier about like youth voices in the community, like you can get some aspects of youth voice through adult-led organizations, but I think in an organization being youth-led, it really helps to amplify your voices because all the decisions of the organization and what like core values the organization have are a direct reflection of the value of the youth. I think also like being a youth-led organization, like you get a kind of camaraderie and like atmosphere that you don't really get in like other adult-led organizations. Not to say adults are boring or like they suck the fun out of everything, but I feel like the atmosphere in like SVB teens meetings can be very like chaotic and very fun. And like you get a sense of like belonging and engagement that is difficult to achieve in like adult led programs. Did you say that <laughs> adults suck the life out of? No, yeah. I was saying that's exactly <laughs> not what's happening. Akia, do you want to add something so I don't anger the adults here too much? <laughs> no, no, I completely agree with what you said, Nathan. <laughs> it, it is definitely true that in youth led organizations, I feel like you feel a lot more friendship, kind of an atmosphere that's more inclusive and easy to blend into, perhaps. It, it might be easier to achieve as like a group of friends. And for example, through our fundraisers, like you mentioned, we have a survey that, you know, asks for youth opinions on that. And those are like directly reflective off of them. So I think another thing to add about that is it also like kind of helps to empowers youth in a way, like to think that the youth are doing all this and all the achievements of the organization, just being able to see that the things that we've accomplished have been the result of youth-led efforts. That's great, Nathan. And what I'm hearing kind of from you and Keo alike is that you don't want to be passive in the solutions towards issues you care about. You want to feel like you are the agents of change. So that's great. But so kind of leading off from that, there's a lot of different issues going on and around your community that you and many others care about. And I'm just wondering if you can speak to what are the issues that you feel most connected to or most concerned about? And either maybe for yourself or what you also notice for your peers. Obviously, like there's a lot of issues, even just within our local community. And I think like social media does a very good job of informing us about these issues. But I think another thing it does is like there's so many issues and it like kind of puts everything like really close up to you. So to me personally, I think the issue that is probably the most often in my mind is like the issue of like homelessness in our community. And it's something that is kind of like brought up in my mind more and more often because I'm hearing all the time about like rising real estate prices and like something that's been a concern in my family from like my own parents is like, how am I going to afford a house? Like when I like move out. And so with the privileges that I have and like the educational resources that I have access to and worried about being able to afford housing, like then what are like the people in our community who may not have as many privileges or resources that I have going to do about housing. And I think it's great too that SVP Teens recently had a visit from House of Friendship to talk about 
homelessness and housing issues in the region. And I think that was really great to share more information around the issue for us. Q, do you have anything you'd like to mention? So being involved in a variety of like youth community involvement organizations or programs, what I often hear from my peers is issues like racism or indigenous rights and reconciliation, poverty, housing crisis, environmental justice. All of these things are uh, not just things like far away, but they're in our community. And honestly, just what I always hear is youth are so passionate about all of this and myself included, of course, and we feel very strongly about this. And I think we have a lot of power and voice and we can absolutely be a part of uh, the change. We can, you know, of course, lead on the change and we can like help to contribute to our community and make it a more equitable place that we want to live in. I mean, youth have a lot of power and we can be a part of the change. You know, when we talk about youth having power, I want to ask you guys about the accessibility to use that power. So I have found for adults, they may be passionate about a situation, but they have no idea how to start. They have no idea how to get connected with the issue or how they can help. And I'm just wondering with the youth lens, how do you feel about that? Do you feel like if you were certainly passionate about one issue that you would have a path to explore that more? Do you feel like you are being listened to and that you that you do have that power? What's that like for you? I definitely feel like youth in Waterloo Region have increasingly more opportunities to contribute to the social sector, but I still don't think it's enough or perhaps accessible. I remember when I was first getting into volunteering in the social sector, there weren't many opportunities in Waterloo Region that allowed me to contribute directly to my own community, or if there were, they weren't very well advertised to the general demographic of teens. And of course, like even when there were, it can seem very intimidating. And I I think Water the Region has a lot of work to do in incorporating youth into the social sector, including us in the decisions. And I think the basis of that lies in education and promotion, because in order to encourage youth into the civics, the youth need to be more exposed to the social sector. And we can really spread the message that being included in the social sector, being included in the philanthropy and volunteerism is a really empowering and powerful movement that a lot of youth can gain a lot from. And it's a really important opportunity for youth to contribute to their own community. Yeah. And so I'm thinking about how as charities, we can make that easier because sometimes we just don't know how to do that. Right. Like, so what are some of the tangible things you think that charities in the region could do just to be more open and accessible to high school students and and your population? I have like a friend who is like really passionate about technology. And I remember like a little while back, he was like going through like the volunteerwr.ca like websites and like other channels where volunteer opportunities are communicated. And he noticed that like all the roles for technology-based things like web development for charities were all like 18 plus. And so I'm not super clear on why that is. I think there for some of the roles, there may be kind of like, you know, legal considerations for why they can't let like some teenager work on their website. But I think in general, like going back to your last question, some people are very passionate about things and they may have kind of like a niche area that they would be able to contribute a lot in. But because a lot of the rules open to youth are like very general, like it's usually like supervising children or, you know, helping with yard work or something like that. They're not usually those like niche things. 
that some people might be interested in. For example, a lot of them might involve interacting with people, which is like a fair like opportunity to have. Like it's it's kind of like a barrier to them if like the role involves a lot of talking to people. Nathan, I think that's a really good point. You know, I think that we sometimes underestimate the skills you guys have. And I just know from the SVP teens website, you guys built that on your own. Like you didn't really need help from us. So, you know, I think there's an opportunity for us to think about, especially technology, like charities have had to shift to technology so quickly over the last couple of years. And I think we underestimate the role that youth can play in that. So I think that's an excellent point. I'm just going to switch gears here for a second because I know that Nathan and Keo and a lot of your peers and SVP teens are really involved in volunteering. And we've learned how important volunteering is in community development. And when I was your age, we didn't have volunteer requirements in high school, but I know that you and your generation do. So I wondered if you could tell us a little bit about your experiences volunteering And I'm curious both how you feel volunteering in your community impacts you and how it's impacting the organization and the community you're volunteering with. I do tutoring for like the tutoring club at my school called MASH, which is essentially like math tutoring and like science tutoring. And a student scheduled a tutoring session with me about a week ago about their math course. And something that I just recently learned is that they kind of revamped the grade nine math curriculum to include coding as well as math. My student came to me and they were like, oh, so I have to program this program that helps define Y given X. And I don't know anything about coding. And I was a little shocked because first of all, I had no idea that they had coding in math. And second of all, the student clearly didn't really understand like the concepts that they needed to understand. Without volunteer organizations like that, I think students like that would have a very difficult time, especially if no one in their family is familiar with coding, which is like a fairly new thing, I think. Teachers are helpful, but they, you know, aren't always on their email and may not have time to help every single student. I guess the way that it's kind of impacted me is it's helped to make me a bit more of a well-rounded individual. I actually have a lot of fun with tutoring, so. Yeah, that's great. So it sounds like not only are you giving back and you're volunteering, but you're developing skills and the experience is beneficial for you as well. I I did want to add on to that. Though, because you mentioned the mandatory volunteer hours. And to be quite honest, I am really grateful towards them because they're what primarily introduced me to volunteerism. But now being involved in the community means so much more to me than filling mandatory hours. Like now I think volunteering is a way you can change the community and a way for the community to change you. Because I've gained so many valuable experiences through volunteering. I've met amazing people and I've learned so many life skills. For example, in SCP Teens, I learned how to plan and execute fundraisers, but it has also developed my leadership and introduced me to different opportunities. And by volunteering, you're contributing to the community from something bigger than yourself, and you're making a change in people's lives in the future and in the paths of all youths, uh, which is an incredibly empowering experience. And it's honestly such an amazing thing for both the community and the youth. That's great, Keo. Just thinking a little bit about what we've all been through in the past couple of years with COVID and the pandemic, and it's been very prevalent in the news how the isolation has really affected teens in particular, as these are really formative years for social development and whatnot. We've noted that a recent 2021 Children and Youth Planning Table report identified that one-third of youth reported to be lonely and only half felt like they were valued members of their community. 
So wondering if as we're speaking to youth right now, we could hear a little bit more directly from you on how you feel this has impacted you going through COVID and isolation. And how has your experience been to maintain your social connections or to feel connected to other peers or community? For me, the pandemic was a time that I felt really alone, of course. And I know that's a common feeling experienced by many of my peers. And I think especially for youth, we often don't feel like a valued member of the community because we don't feel like we're contributing to it or, you know, we feel like our voices are going unheard. And for me, honestly, being involved in the community really helped to build my social connections. I understand how hard it can be to get yourself out there, to create relationships with new people. But volunteering really opens up a door to connect with other youth that share the same passions and interests. And for me, it helped me to feel less alone in my journey of activism and pursuing my passions because I know that in my community, there's a whole bunch of other teens who share my same passions. Great. And did you know that you had all of these other youth with shared passions before you got involved in your community volunteering work? No, I honestly was very surprised. For example, in SCP Teens, when I went in and I got to know so many people that were so passionate about philanthropy, they really inspired me. And it was like a really special kind of bond, I think, to just like really find youth who are, you know, just as passionate. Yeah, that's great. I've heard other SVP teen members echo similar sentiments, especially because One member once used to say that in high school, it's not really cool to care. And that was her experience. And so joining another group of youth philanthropists was finally, yeah, I think it's cool to care. And I've met another group of people who also think so. And you really connect on that level. Nathan, do you have anything that you want to mention towards that end? I think something that helped me to feel more connected to the community was going to SVB teens meetings. Since like, it's just kind of like, when you're on during like online school, like nobody ever wants to turn on their cameras or like talk or anything. So it's like a very isolating experience. But with SVP teens, like I felt like since there was no teacher in the room, it was almost like people were more willing to like communicate just like they had been like before the pandemic. I want to know from you guys, what keeps you up at night? There are so many crazy things happening in this world. You know, I won't even list them because they're just too, they're too many to list. But, you know, when you think about your future, like this is your future, this world is your future. What keeps you up at night? What are you the most worried about? Just to give a little bit of background, like earlier in the year, I joined a program called the Peace Innovator Scholarship and Mentoring Program, where I did a project on soil health and sustainability. And so originally we were planning on doing like a project on commercial farming, but after like hearing this one statistic that really stuck with me, like healthy topsoil, which is absolutely required for like growing food is projected to run completely out in the world in 60 years. And that's just something that's kind of been on my head ever since then, I guess, to think that in 60 years, one of the main things in growing food is just going to disappear is really something that's been like keeping me up at night, I guess, especially since like, it's not really a a problem that is like easily solved. Part of the reason why it's so prevalent is because some of the farming methods we use to get like the most food out of the ground, like tilling and using pesticides, those kinds of things are actually eroding the soil and making it so that it's easy for it to wash off of the land. Part of what we might need to do is transition to more expensive methods and methods that are less capable of producing as much food. And I guess like the issue with that is that like it increases the amount of money that you need to pay for food, which is already something that's happening. Like food costs are rising. How are we going to do this? Like 
we need to keep food costs low so that, you know, everyone can afford it and people can continue to live. But at the same time, this is a problem that's going to come up even in my lifetime. I love that you are thinking this through and automatically going to solutions. I think that that that's great, but also researching, you know, the problem. So in that particular stance, Nathan, is that something that you would explore in your adulthood? Like if this is something that's keeping you up at night and you're almost at post-secondary, you know, is this something that you would want to lean into and navigate more and try to help find these solutions? Do you feel like that would be something you would continue to do? Well, I guess like as part of the program, I kind of already have. Me and my partner created these workshops and we've presented at two schools so far. And so obviously we wanted to do a lot more than that. Like we were like, yeah, let's go and like find the solution. But, you know, nothing is that simple. So we kind of thought, okay, well, since this is an issue that nobody's really heard of anyways, a good place to start is probably like talking to younger students, like grade sevens about it and kind of getting their input on it. We presented to like an enrichment program. We're hoping that might even like spark or like plant a seed soil analogy and them to kind of think more about the issue because, you know, the best way to solve an issue is for as many people to be involved in it as possible. Personally, I'm not really like a biology person, but I am hoping to do engineering. So as I learn more about different ways of tackling a problem, that's probably something that I'll at least consider in the future when I'm like graduated, not in debt and stuff. All those good things. Kia, what about you? Well, going back to what you said about, you know, what's keeping us up at night, I did want to mention, to get a little bit personal, at the end of every day, I often feel that I'm never doing enough, or I'm not contributing enough to the world. And as you mentioned, Rose, there are so many issues. And at the end of the day, I wonder why all of this matters, like why getting a good mark in math is important to me when children are starving. But I think volunteering really allowed me to kind of let go of this pressure on myself because I know that in some small way or another, I'm contributing to the community. And sure, I'm not solving global poverty every day, but I think all we need is small steps around the globe. And if everyone can take those small steps, that's what I think it really boils down to. We can change it. You absolutely can. I love the positivity. So whenever SVP is done for you guys and you're in post-secondary. Hopefully you stay in Waterloo region and you become SVP partners. But what happens after that? Where do you see yourself being part of the community when SVP Teens is sort of done for you? Yeah. So something that I've been hearing about lately is an organization in University of Waterloo, which is where I'm hoping to go to for university. And they have like a club there, or I think it's like an organization called Blueprint. And so as someone who's interested in technology and hoping to like do a degree related to like engineering, I'm thinking something that I might want to get involved with is Blueprint. I think like beyond that, and and like, I don't know that much about Blueprint, just that they help like design websites and things for charities. I think definitely like the time I'm spending with SCP teens and other things that I'm involved with, like I mentioned earlier, Peace Innovators is definitely going to have an impact on how I think when I'm out of like high school. And I think it's something as like someone who is religious is something that you continue to think about. Again, like I'm not sure exactly what form it'll take when I'm at like the post-secondary stage, but I can definitely see myself doing some kind of thing for the community. Hopefully even someday, like having the ability to become like an SVP partner and like 
whatever city I go to. Kia, what about you? Where do you see yourself? Where do you see the future of philanthropy in your life? I found that studies suggest that volunteering during adolescence is associated with increased community involvement in adulthood. And speaking from experience, in full honesty, being involved in volunteerism has actually changed my life. And volunteering as a teen just for the past year or two has really made me realize its values and its impacts on the community and on myself. And I hope that my involvement in philanthropy will grow as I do. And as an adult, I can contribute even more to social sectors and stay engaged in community involvement. For example, I would really love going into sociology in post-secondary and perhaps even pursue a career in political sciences or journalism. And even outside from my career, I'm sure that I'm going to contribute to the community in a variety of ways, whether through donations or joining NGOs, whatever it may be. And in any way I can, I'd like to continue contributing to my community and in full to the globe. And that's all something that's derived from my experience volunteering as a teen. And that's one of the main reasons why youth volunteering is so important to me, made me recognize from personal experience that it does shape our future and of course further shapes the future of society. So I'm going to hold you both to your comments that you're going to continue to be (laughs) awesome leaders and you're going to stay in the community. You know, I listen to you guys and I think our future is bright. We have youth that care and they want to be part of the community. And I think we can do a better job of making sure that that we are more open and that we listen to your voice because your voice does matter. And we certainly are thrilled that you're part of this podcast today. So thank you for being part of it. Jill, thank you for co-hosting with me. Everyone did a great job. So thank you again. Six years from now, if I'm not involved in some way, maybe not in this community, feel free to call me back and have me do a follow-up podcast where I just spend the entire time apologizing. Nathan, I will find you. Like, I will find you. Okay, until next time, this is Rose Greenside's host of Tap In, brought to you by Social Venture Partners. <laughs>